Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You're listening to Screen Heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network. Welcome to Orgies with Ryan and Derek. This is Ray, and I'll be your host this week. Is it an orgy if there's just two of us? <laughs> well, there's three of us. Well, well she's the host, though. It's orgies oh, with so you. so it's just you and me. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I did not sign up for that. <laughs> I did. Guys, this is Screen Heroes. Derek wants me to start doing the intro, so I figure you'll be stuck with those kind of things. Well, you figured you'd make me very sorry. Yes. <laughs> You're going to be punished for what you've done, Derek. How dare you? <sighs> okay, so I wanted to start a new thing before we get started. Um, to you both, I'm going to ask you a question. Oh, God. We did not sign up for this either. <laughs> and at the end of the episode, I want your answer. Oh, no. What is your favorite movie with a dinosaur? That's not Jurassic Park. Okay. Now just think about it. Wait till the very end. We'll talk. Okay. All right. So tonight's theme is our favorite sports film, stuff we loved as kids, stuff we loved, uh, we love as adults. The, oh, you took the clicky top pin from me? No, I just need to write something down. Sure, sure, sure. Sure, sure, sure. So that's our theme. We all came up with things. We had to put some qualifiers on it because... Uh, apparently anything could be a sports film if we really want to try hard enough. Like the three yeah. of us were coming up with a ton of definitions. So uh, basically... They're... I basically wanted to blow Derek's mind when he said sports films. And so I was like, okay, so does this count? And he's like, well, I guess it does. And I was like, what about this? And he's like, yeah. well, basically uh... any martial arts film could count yeah. as a sports film. Well, Ryan's film. over here like, what about competitive blind pinball? Exactly. And like, it's a sport, Derek. It's in the Olympics. That's kind of cool. No, you play not. it. <laughs> Competitive line pinballs in the Olympics. It's about ribbon dancing's in the Olympics. That's true. It's in the summer one. Anyway, so we came up with a few qualifiers. Uh, first one is they had to be a competition in it. It had to have some sort of competitive uh, aspect to it. And the second one was the sport has to be the main focus of the film or it has to you know, be the main setting. It couldn't be a, a kind of a side to the rest of the plot. Like, one game at the end does not make for a sports movie. So, those were our qualifiers. Ryan added the rule that we could only pick one from each sport. I felt like I was leaving some off, so I did, but I also have some extras that I, I just love anyway. I imagine so. there's some that somebody's going to cover other than me, so I had, you know, some backups. Yeah. That, that did make it really difficult, because I started to realize that, like, I really only watch sports films in three basic categories. <laughs> yeah. I really only watched baseball films when I was a kid, <laughs> I realized. For me, it was football, baseball, and, and boxing, and then once you leave that, you start getting in, like... The more childish stuff, you know, like uh, Air Bud. <laughs> I feel like that's not true, but okay. For you know, they move like I've six seen. sequels. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they go to and, space. And now at they're one the point. buddies. And yeah. Like... yeah. Well, How many different like... Air Buds do you think that were like the actual dog? Oh, no, it's all just one dog, Ryan. Let me say. Wow. But I was looking up soccer movies because I was having a hard time coming up with some soccer. We could films, only name and... five or six, I oh, think. Air Bud World Pup. That's my pick for it now. <laughs> so let's talk news, guys. All right. So some cool stuff. Um, the very next day after our podcast last week, Alec Baldwin said that he was not attached to uh, play Thomas Wayne. Most of the clickbait headlines said that he dropped out, but his recollection said that he was never attached, and he had no idea how this got announced, and that he knows about 30 different uh, actors who could easily play this role. So, 
kind of confusing. I have no idea what social media expert dropped the ball on this, but it seems like... That's so weird, because the, the reports I saw said it was a scheduling conflict, but this is just somebody wanted him in the movie, I guess. Well, I saw his personal Twitter, and he was like, I was never a part of this. I don't know what happened. All right, well, so there you go. You know, go us. Crazy. Um, Henry Cavill was cast as Geralt in The Witcher on Netflix. You don't know anything about The Witcher. It's kind of like the Russian Lord of the Rings. They love it over there. There's eight different books. First two are just collections of short stories following this guy. The, I only know of the video games. Yeah. That's what's big here in North America is the video game trilogy. Yeah, the video games went so popular here. And they have all the other characters that come into play much later in the book. So, you know, um, the cool thing about this is Henry Cavill was kind of campaigning for himself to get this. And it actually worked. Like, how many times do we see celebrities say, I want to play this role? And it <laughs> never happens. Like, Patrick Dempsey wants to be Doctor Strange. Like, okay, buddy. Good yeah. for you. Channing Tatum's going to be Gambit, guys. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> well, this, I had no interest in The Witcher, really. I mean, I've heard some good stuff about the games. So maybe eventually I would have checked them out. But Henry Cavill being cast, yeah. since he's one of my few man crushes that I have in my life, uh, yeah, that makes me more interested. He's far too handsome. It, it's not fair to the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of like you in the sense that I was never really interested in the, the Witcher games or anything like but that. But you do not have a man crush on Henry Cavill? I... Not really. Oh, he doesn't not have right? one. I mean, <laughs> he has weird feelings about him. And no, he just doesn't know. I, he's fine. I, I don't, feelings. whatever. He doesn't make you tingly? I like, he seems like a really cool guy. Because he doesn't make me tingly. He's I was not, just... He's oh, not he my makes type. Me tingly. He is not my type. Um, I like that he's a superhero and he gets to have a hairy chest. All the other ones have to wax or shave. So, like, good for him. He stood his ground. Superman of all people with a right? hairy chest, you know, which that's a, it's a gutsy call. Yeah. And I'm fine. As a hairy male myself. You are very hairy. I'm fine with that decision. Um, I mean, and if you hate the casting, you can always go on Twitter or Instagram and shame him until he quits. That's like, true. You know, that's that's an option let's nowadays. Let's not let's not try and that's like, legitimize that to anybody. Yeah, it's out pretty there. crappy. But you know there are arguments that could be made. Like he's not Russian. All the characters speak I, with Russian I mean, No, he's and, not American either and he still played Superman. Not, yeah. So well, you know Superman isn't American. That's Shazam Gate twenty eighteen. My mistake. I was you know what I'm trying to say though. He's Shazam Gate twenty eighteen. We got some new stuffs. Sure. Dr. Savannah looks cool. Yeah, he looks cool. Was that his wizard, the wizard's staff he was holding I, in that? It looked I like it. I couldn't really tell. The picture was very dark. You can really just see his face kind Which of in this creepy. blue glowiness, and I loved it. Then we got a picture of Zachary Levi doing the old nowhere stare to the side. Which was I really hope the fine. movie like comes out and he's actually looking at something and we're like, whoa. Oh yeah, that would be nice. Um, and then they also did release a new TV T, uh, trailer basically 30, 30 second or a minute spot and it's all the same footage yeah it was the best just parts, recut a bit yeah the best parts of the trailer that we got and so there's no new footage but hopefully they actually start airing it on TV and promoting it if they promote it this early that's crazy to have a TV spot this early I don't I feel like they I mean it's April or something that it comes out April 4th I think next year so that's cool that'd be pretty early to start promoting it yeah, especially Before since they're, barely, yeah, they're barely promoting Aquaman, so uh, maybe they just think Shazam is so distanced from the rest of the DC films that they can... Or maybe they saw the response to the trailer that came out, and they were like, this is getting a really good buzz. Maybe. I also think there's a slight fear that being so close to Avengers 4 could get wrapped up and lost in all that hype, so if they start the hype early before Marvel has released the official title, before they've shown any more footage, yeah. um, we should be okay. Well, and that'll be taking up the entire news cycle once that happens it for totally probably will. two weeks. They'll be able to... And isn't just... Captain Marvel in May or in March? March, yeah. yeah. Her, and her we mo- haven't seen anything for that. No, not, not a single thing. But, I mean, the movies are about a month apart from each other, if yeah. I remember right. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they'll each have plenty of time in the theaters. I yeah. Mean, if you're complaining that a movie that came out a month later or a month earlier is impacting your box office, that's a that's a problem. It is. So. <laughs> it is. It's just once the marketing starts, you know, that ball 
rolls so hard and so fast and uh, you know big movies like Star Wars when when seven came out there was branded everything yeah. when Avengers Dixie cups yeah and, you oranges know, there oranges, were Yoda, Yoda oranges which is weird why wouldn't it be Yoda limes you know <laughs> that would make more something. sense yeah I mean if you're hire me have some type hire me of Disney <laughs> produce but I promise uh, not to tweet bad things. <laughs> uh, but I, you know the, the thing is we've talked a little bit about how like we haven't heard much about Captain Marvel or even the title for Avengers 4 at this point but I think I think a lot of it has to do with they're, just, they're waiting for Infinity War to hit the streaming services so like everybody has an opportunity to see the movie um, so they don't spoil anything that's fair because th- like Black Panther just hit Netflix right and so I imagine Infinity War will probably hit Netflix relatively soon but you know who yeah. knows? Who knows? All right, so She-Ra officially drops on Netflix on November 16th. Now, the winter is especially big for us this year, but I wanted to ask you guys if you were interested in reviewing it or you just want to watch it casually, you know? <sighs> Putting us on the spot. Yeah, yeah a I mean, bit. I'm interested in it, but I don't know if I want to review it. That's fair. Honestly. That's How many fair. episodes is it? I'm not sure yet. Okay. Uh, for the animation that Netflix does, I mean, they don't usually order more than 15 episodes. Uh, yeah. I could look at the How to Train Your Dragon stuff for reference. Yeah. That's also DreamWorks. Voltron. Okay. Speaking of Netflix, we have Iron Fist coming out this Friday. Yeah. This Friday? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, our... Uh, our... A week from Tuesday, I think, is our review. Yeah, yeah, yeah we we Two weeks we today. do it a week after, so give everyone some time. Mm-hmm. So in this case, I mean, we won't be able to watch any of it this weekend. So, no, nope. we're gonna yeah. be out of town. Oh, so. they don't have internet where you guys are at. We won't have time. Oh, okay. So, well, you know, what are you gonna do? You could just not sleep. That's I true. could. Yeah, that that seems safe. I was and... already planning on that based Perfect. on how much they have me booked, but it's all good. Yeah. it's all good. Uh, Die Hard 6 is officially titled McLean. They're going the Logan route. And, oh, good lord. Right? That's just what we need. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a, but it's a prequel, though. It's, it's about him, The like... search for more money. <laughs> no. So, call. it was originally supposed to be called Die Hard Year One. <laughs> um, That's not ripping and, anything off. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering if maybe DC and Warner Brothers were like, How hey guys. How is prequel? He's... It's not gonna be Bruce Willis. Is Joseph Gordon-Levitt playing him? <laughs> I don't. They haven't announced, but that so. would be pretty great, right? Right. I, mean, I think it would be great for like jokes, but I don't think it would actually be great. So Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's a very good actor. Oh, I'm not saying he's not. I just don't buy him as Bruce Willis. <laughs> as young Bruce Willis. Fair enough, but uh, but yeah. So it's it's a prequel. So they're calling it McLean. I mean. Before the movie Die Hard, he was he was a cop, but he was supposed to be like your average Joe guy. That was the kind of the whole point. So well, it's kind of like the Solo movie where you know you didn't know his ambiguous background. It could have been just a smuggler, and that's what I hoped it was. But yeah, in this, what they're they going to do? He's going to have to be something special, right? Which is going to kind of ruin parts of. I mean, no, I'm not it does retcon how he's basically a superhero by the fourth and fifth movie. So. Would you guys be happy if it tied in and into glass and, you know, you find out the no. two characters are the... Okay. I'd well, be no, more no, happy no. if it wait, just wait. didn't come out. McLean and the, the Unbreakable. Die, Die Hard 5 is a prequel to Unbreakable because he swims in water in Chernobyl and gets superpowers. <laughs> so, and he gets superpowers is the only part I'm adding to the actual plot of the fifth Die Hard film. <laughs> yeah. Really upset that there are Chernobyl puppies and I can't rescue them. I'm very sorry. Radioactive dogs. It's so sad. Um, I'm sorry. Okay, do you guys have any more news? No? No? Okay, we're going to take a quick break for random commercials. Hello, listeners. John here from Gamer Heroes Podcast. No, not that John. A new, improved John. Join all new hosts every Wednesday for discussion on all the latest games and gaming news. Hit us up to get the hottest takes, freshest memes, and deep, overly personal discussion on video games, though we reserve the right to also discuss board games, Dungeons & Dragons, music, art, society, and anything else that pops into our noggins. Level up your gaming podcast from silver to diamond with Gamer Heroes. See you on Wednesday. John out. And we're back. I hope you guys missed us. We missed you. Oh, my God. Let's start in. So, 
our movies for our favorite sports films, not necessarily the best sports films. We can talk about some of those because I'm sure we have some critically acclaimed movies on our list. Um, Since you're leaving this time, does that mean Derek has to start? It does! Yes! That's exactly what this means. I'm feeling a little teamed up on and... Oh, are you? This is supposed to be a safe space. No. No. There are no safe spaces here. Fine. So I'm going to go ahead and get the obvious one out of the way. The one that anybody oh who follows the show can probably guess. So um, we, we also... But which one? Right. Like, yeah, that's, that's the question. Weird. That's the real question. So in addition to what Ray mentioned where we could we were supposed to only pick one movie from each sport, we were also only supposed to pick one from each franchise too, right? And so, of course, I'm picking a movie from the Rocky franchise, which now includes almost eight movies. This fall, the uh, Creed Two comes out. Um, and does it not this fall? It yeah. does. Yeah, I'm really, excited. really excited. Um, Interesting. And uh, and so, you know, this is again, this is our favorite sports film. So I'm not necessarily picking what I think is objectively or, or even subjectively the highest quality movie, uh, but my personal favorite, which is Rocky Four. Yeah, I would agree. (laughs) Um, The original Rocky, of course, uh, you know, was very important historically into the film industry and and things like that. Obviously, to Stallone's career and to his credit. But Rocky IV is like the early 90s movie, right? It's the edge of the 80s as far as style is concerned. It still feels like an 80s movie. Totally feels like an 80s movie. I absolutely love the 80s period because the Cold War reminds me so much of World War II where everybody just had this sense of nationalism and it was like, we're going to get these commies and things like that. Like (laughs) It was so crazy, let's do America right kind of thing. And it was so cheesy and fun and... I mean, the patriotism from World War II was probably the best thing that came out of it because everybody loved their country. Same with this. Like, those movies are just so great. Like, Red Dawn is a ridiculous (laughs) premise, but I will watch that stupid thing all the time. And Wolverines, like, it's the same thing. Rocky IV is the exact same thing. Well, you have some crazy stuff in the movie, right? The family has a giant robot now for some reason. (laughs) And, um... You, you, of course, have the, the sad moment when, you know, spoiler alert uh, for an early 90s movie, uh, you know, Apollo Creed is killed by Drago and the big exposi- ex- ex- exhibi- yeah. exhibition. exhibition. Thank you. Exhibition fight. Um, and, uh, you know, he go, Rocky goes out to Russia and he has the, the training montage that's been parodied over a million times. It's like, so good. If you haven't seen Rocky IV, you've seen somebody parody this scene from Rocky IV. Um, the music's great. The montage is great. The final fight's ridiculous. It goes like 18 rounds or something like that, if I remember. Um, and it also proves that Rocky is actually a superhero because seriously? there's no way, based on the PSI they measured for that punch... He, his skull would be caved in. Like, there's not, uh, there's no way to gloss well, around that. If he's a normal human, <laughs> your skull can only take so much pressure, especially repeatedly. Look, by the time he gets to this fight, though, he's been hit in the head so many times, his skull is more of, like, an idea rather oh, than... <laughs> it's actually made of jello, and it just kind of, you know, bounces it's back. So it's just all cartilage idea. at this point. Right. Uh, scar tissue. Um, yeah, I mean, the fight's ridiculous, right? They're just beating the hell out of each other. And, you know, there's the, you know, Rocky feels like there's no way he's going to win. And then, you know, Drago all of a sudden is like, he's a machine. And, you know, it goes back and forth. And Turns out he's a Terminator in the fifth movie. <laughs> they both are. Awesome. <laughs> right? right? Thank you. That, I love that. We should pitch that. All of a sudden, uh, naked Arnold Schwarzenegger in the middle of the ring, dun, dun, and then they dun, dun, all dun, dun. find out they're Terminator. That sounds like the greatest movie ever yeah, made. Right. <laughs> Derek will kickstart this. Everybody get ready to fund it. we got to get Arnold on board. We'll, we'll, we'll just go down to Alamo City Comic Con. Yeah, go uh, pitch it. We'll pitch it to him. Um, yeah, so, Rocky IV. In chat, they said we got Eye of the Tiger out of it. Which is true, not at technically Rocky IV, we got that for the original Rocky. But, yes. Yeah. Uh, fun fact about Eye of the Tigers, it wasn't actually made for Rocky. It was written for the Karate Kid of all movies. Um, and they felt that it didn't fit the theme of the movie, so they ended up using it in Rocky and using You're the Best Around for Karate Kid. Both iconic songs in their respective Somehow, <laughs> somehow the Karate Kid one doesn't get as much love, but I really think it's very iconic. I think that, honestly, that's because... I think more generations watch the Rocky movies. That's probably Whereas, like, true. we grew up with Karate Kid, so we still want to watch Karate Kid, but, like, our parents didn't watch Karate Kid. Yeah. 
You know yeah, what I mean? Whereas, funny. like, our parents all watched the Rocky movies. Or that generation did anyway, so. Well, is Karate Kid on your list? Do you want to talk about it? I cannot confirm or deny whether Karate Kid exists <laughs> I mean, on my list. this would be a really good segue. Oh, hey, guys. My pick is Karate Kid. Yes. That's not what I was going to pick, but it is on the, on the list, so why not? <laughs> Let's um, do it. You get, basically, I say this about some a lot of 80s movies, I feel like, but you do get Lightning in a Bottle with Pat Morita and uh, Ralph, Ralph Macchio, Macchio. Um, and Will it Johnny. Zabka. Yeah. yeah. The uh, poet. Billy Zabka. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, you, you get like this perfect mishmash of things that on paper probably didn't seem like a good thing, but then it actually ended up working and, uh, yeah, and it still great. rings true. Like, I feel like you could watch that movie today and it would just be as relevant. I, I've watched it as an adult and it doesn't, it wasn't just kid me it seeing through well. nostalgia glasses. Yeah. There's not, yeah. there's not, you know, special effects or anything like that that's gonna, that's gonna. I think I've, I've seen all five Karate Kid films. There's five? Yeah. There's five. Oh, the remake. Yeah. And then there's the series on YouTube Red also. Yeah. No, no, but the but series I, I forgot I've about I think I've seen remake. all the films only once a piece, so going back and rewatching them, it would definitely show, like, what's the good ones. <laughs> right. <laughs> and there's some that, that everybody hates and I like, like, uh, I think, this, well, really, the second and the third one, I actually like both oh, of those. Oh, people hate the Hillary Swank one. I don't like the Hillary Swank one. Like, I'll, I'll say that flat out. I don't like the uh, Jaden Smith. I'm a girl. <laughs> I, I don't. I never saw that one. I saw it. It wasn't so. like I shouldn't say I dislike it. It was fine. It just didn't seem like it, it hold up as a Karate Kid movie for I me, mean, other than Pat Morita being in it. The issue is that you know you can't have Ralph Macchio be the Karate Kid anymore because at that point he wasn't a kid. Like yeah. that's that's the, the Karate thing. Man, the Karate yeah. Adult, <laughs> Karate Y. He watches. He chops his bills in half. You know, like what's he gonna do? Come on. They should just waited another five years and then have him be the mentor yeah. and so that would have been really cool which is kind of what they but... did with this series now, yeah but, but that's yeah. like a level of forethought they didn't really like that wasn't the back style then, yeah, uh -huh. that's not how things worked yeah i've only ever seen the original i've never seen yeah. any of the other ones um and i still haven't watched the show yet because we don't have youtube red but uh i have to ask you ryan who's the good guy and who's the bad guy <laughs> I mean, it's, it's very controversial. It's I think after the first movie, you clearly clearly say it, but then you watch the series, um, and I think that that really yeah, kind of yeah, it, it blurs every it blurred Ooh. everything for me. Um, well, that's as a cool. kid. I mean, you go into it, there's a good guy and there's a bad guy, and it's clearly you know meant to be this one way. But when you really look at it, sure, there's some stuff they both did that wasn't very nice <laughs> but then the, yeah the series definitely blurs the line on on johnny's thinking you know mm -hmm. what he was going through th that time and you know i don't know it enhances the, the first movie that's what i really liked about the series was that it actually made the first movie even better that's a big compliment right. though, yeah right like, when i already fantastic. loved the first movie yeah. so yeah it just adds more lore to the universe i guess and I will say, if you... The Miyagi-verse. The Miyagi-verse! Yes! I love it. If you dislike the remake, I totally understand. Jaden is very insufferable, even as a little, like, seven-year-old. But Jackie Chan... I didn't watch it, but I love Jackie Chan. He pulls off one of the best performances. He has such a beautiful monologue, and, uh, like, it's insane. I was very moved, so, like, it was worth it just for that scene. I am a huge Jackie Chan fan. That yeah. man, awesome. He's so much fun to watch. He is. But anyway, your turn. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with Cool Runnings because <laughs> the '90s were so great with sports films. There was a new sports film every month, and I really loved it. Hey Zonka, you dead? <laughs> that movie is the first movie I ever got a uh, special screening for. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was in, I think first grade when that yeah. came out um and uh, my f my my friend's parents got screening passes to it i remember that vividly <laughs> cool did you feel pretty awesome yeah um no i didn't really understand what it was i just knew it was like different oh. and special and like we got like special passes and stuff and it was really cool now i look back on it and i realize like what it was but back then i had no clue what was going on right so i really feel like there's not enough films made about the olympics we have such you know, powerful, inspiring human beings that are partaking in these events every year, and we really only have cool runnings and chariots of fire, and that's it. Like, there's nothing really else out there about the Olympics, and that's bothersome to me. But cool runnings is 
it combines, you know, real life events with straight up comedy. Thank you, John Candy, who talented That was one actor. of his last movies too, wasn't it? Was. it? Yeah. Yeah, that in like Home Alone and uh, mm. I think Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh man, I love um, Planes. Never mind. Sorry, tangent. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Cool Runnings, so much fun. Uh, it had everything you want out of a good sports movie, you know? It was family-friendly. Everybody liked it. It appealed to everybody. It brought in, you know, new cultures that we weren't really familiar with even now. Like, I, I don't think I've seen too many movies with Jamaica as the uh, kind of setting, cultural setting. So that was neat. and it. Well, the ridiculous premise, you know, that added a lot to it. You know, you're talking about a bobsled team, which yeah. is an ice, you know, and snow sport <laughs> right. from Jamaica where they don't have any ice or snow and probably never even seen it. Um, well, that's why I love when they show up at the airport, you know, uh, and it's snowing outside. They're all wearing like their shorts and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> they're freezing. Yeah, yeah and I mean that it was beyond being about the Olympics and, yeah. and a culture we haven't seen. It was also adding this twist to that culture. You know, everybody mm-hmm. thinking they're crazy. Um, and yeah. it's real life events. You know, like that really happened, and that was pretty fun to watch. So. I love Cool Runnings, and I think I might go watch it later. Did you this think week. ahead and bring an egg with you? No. Oh, Miss Opportunity. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I would have had you all kiss it. I would, I would have brought an egg if that was on my list. But, but I mean, afterwards, <laughs> I did think that we could go practice the podcast in the bathtub. I'm going to say, how about no? The acoustics are definitely different. I can tell you. All right, sure. Derek, it's your turn. All right, so next up on my list, I got like I did Rocky. Um, so let's let's move on then to football. Um, and this one was kind of tough for me. I, I was really trying to decide between two movies, um, but I'm just gonna pick one of them, and that's Remember the Titans. So good. It's so good. I hate football so much, and I love this movie. So I love football. It's just it's and not I for me. I love football movies. <laughs> Um, and remember the Titans, I mean, Denzel Washington and it's, the cast is crazy actually. There's a ton of people in this movie. Um, even, um, Ryan Gosling, (laughs) Ryan Gosling's in it, dancing in the locker room, (laughs) Donald Faison is in it. And, uh, who's the daughter? Hayden Panettiere. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just a a big cast. You know, a lot of these people went on to do other things. Um, but the movie's just, it's fun, it's intense, it's about a very real, serious thing that went on about segregation in schools and, and all of that. Yes, it has the Hollywood ending, the team did not win the final game, it wasn't even close. Um, but, uh, but that's not the point, right? The point is what they had to overcome together and what they did, and, and it was still really important, but that movie is just awesome. Everything about it. It's really inspiring. I love that film so much. Yeah, it's a really great movie. I mean, I saw it, I remember seeing it in theaters, and I'm not a big football movie fan in general. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was, I felt something when I left, and maybe it was inspiration, it was something. I had warm fuzzies when I left. Um, You know, and for somebody that grew up when we did, you know, we didn't, and where we did, we didn't necessarily see the racism uh, you know, that was portrayed there in the movie, and so that was kind of eye-opening. And, uh... and like, being from the Midwest, football isn't king here like it is down south, like it is in Texas and Alabama and some of those southern states. Like, it, Kansas City has diehard fans for everything. You know, all of our sports, all of our concerts, it's always filled with people who are so devoted. So, you know, that's what we can get behind is the fandom and stuff. But, like, it's it's just different. We just, we're different culturally. Yeah, absolutely. When the car accident happened, it was oh, like, man. oh, heart-wrenching. <sighs> yeah. And then you find out that the real-life person went on to be a Special Olympics, you know, champion. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of cool, so... There's some really good stuff in that movie. Yeah. There really is. So So that's my big football pick. I knew that would have to be on somebody's list. Right? It was on my list, but... Was it? I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I have many many movies on my list, but I just figured somebody would cover it. Mini books. (laughs) Leather-bound books. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) My turn? Yeah, Yeah, your turn. I'm going to hit up a documentary. One that you two have probably not seen. Mm, I'm so sorry. You may surprise me. Happy Gilmore. What? Nailed it. (laughs) No, uh, Pumping Iron. 
Oh, I have heard really? of Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so all right, all right. I don't remember what year. I think it's like 73, something like that. Um, it's basically a documentary about Mr. Olympia. Um, and it's one of your early views into Arnold, mm-hmm. um, and not not movie Arnold. This no, was this was Mr. young Mr. Arnold, Universe Mr. Trying, Universe. Yeah, yeah. Um, you had Lou Ferrigno. You had uh, all these guys that were f- super famous in the seventies, um, and it was just a really unique look into the culture back then. Not just of bodybuilding but just kind of what the world was um and you also get these really interesting looks at what arnold really was back then and you know he he psychologically manipulated people yeah to screwing up their routines but he did it with a smile on his face and they all loved him and it was (laughs) it was a little unnerving yeah but you also get the uh you know the scene that everybody links on youtube with arnold Talking about how when he goes up on stage, it's like coming. It's like coming in front of a crowd. You know, the rush. Uh, you know, everybody, it's all over YouTube. You can Google it. It's, it. He says that. And he's like got this huge grin. He's still got the gap in his teeth, you know, talking about how it's like coming in front of a crowd every time he's on stage. And it's uh, it's very unique, yeah. And the way he messes with Lou Ferrigno and uh, Lou Ferrigno's dad, who's also his trainer, is a huge fan of Arnold because everybody was a fan of Arnold. At this point, he had already won several times. Um, and so it, it was just funny. Uh, that scene was funny. But it, yeah. if you haven't seen it, I think it, it was on Netflix. I don't know if it still is, but it's really worth checking out. It's really interesting. Even if you're not into bodybuilding, it's just a really weird window into the into the 70s. Yeah. No, that's for sure. And I think it shows because a lot of people were surprised when he became governor that yeah. he would be able to handle something like that. But I think his personality back before he was an actor shows that he had the right tendencies for political for sure. office type stuff. Yeah. Now Jesse Ventura on the other. Hand. <laughs> they show him in the documentary smoking weed with a shirt that says Arnold is numero uno. <laughs> I think I've seen that picture. Yeah. Like that's in the. That's I in would the, do that. I want to. I want to love myself the way Arnold loves Arnold. You know. I mean, he er, when you when you've worked that hard on yourself, yeah. like yeah. I, I respect because it's a crazy amount of work. Well, you're Mr. Universe. You kind of you know. You're Mr. Everything. Yeah, like you've won every title pretty much. You can do what you want. Yeah, I don't. I wish I loved myself even a quarter of as much as Arnold loved himself at any right. point in his life. But, yeah, anyway, you should definitely check it out if you haven't seen it, especially because you're a normal fan. You, yeah, I've seen you pieces seen. of it and okay. stuff. I'm just, I don't, I don't really think about documentaries very much, which is unfortunate because I do enjoy them when I see them. And I totally remember that one coming out, and I read all about it and then completely forgot. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah you should definitely check that one out. All right, Ray. My turn. Okay, so I'm going to talk about a movie that I guarantee you guys haven't seen. <laughs> um, so I was very athletic when I was a child, and I did all of the more feminine athletics as well as the masculine ones. Um, I did cheerleading, dance, and gymnastics, and uh, they're just, you know, more targeted to women. And the My dad would have loved to hear you say that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Anyway, uh, the movie that, like, gets it right... And of all the cheerleading films and things like that is a gymnastics film called Stick It. Came out in 2006 and it stars Jeff Bridges as a gymnastics coach. And he is oh, yeah. the hugest hard ass I've ever seen. He like trains these women and oh, I guess young women. I don't really know. Their ages are very ambiguous into these, you know, gymnastics machines and it just reminded me of all the training that I did, you know, up at five, 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, you know, three Sounds miles. like a one-punch man workout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you run 10 kilometers a day, then we're going to yeah. start Brid- losing your hair. That is actually Jeff Bridges. It's a documentary. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, like ice baths and things like that. Like, it reminded me of all the training I used to do. So, and, uh, in 2006, I was a, you know layabout who smoked a lot of cigarettes and drank like four cokes a day and that was my entire life so I was beyond the athleticism at the time but 
<laughs> so I've actually seen most of that movie. Yeah? Yeah. That's funny. It was on TV, and I, you know, I'm a big Jeff Bridges fan. So. It's a really good movie. You know, the characters were compelling. The jokes were well-written. So even though it's not a, it, it wasn't a popular film, and it's definitely not the best sports film out there by any means, it was just... Everything about it rang true. Like, I just remembered all of that kind of situation. So, you know, that's why I like it. And we're talking favorites, not best. So, Fair enough. That's where I get it. Fair enough. So I have to, I have to go next here, huh? Yes. So this is, yeah. this yeah. is tough. Um, okay, so. Let's hear your baseball movie. All right, fine. Because well, you said you said that you only had three major categories. It was boxing, football, oh. and baseball. So I figured... no, you're you're right. So baseball was tough for me because I, I really enjoy baseball movies. I do too. Um, I watch more football than I do baseball, but I love movies about baseball. Why are they so fun? Like, tell me that. <laughs> that like, she got really passionate about that all of a sudden. I, I don't know, uh, but uh, but anyway, my my and Neil uh, we don't have an answer. Them, by the way. <laughs> Uh, my favorite baseball movie. Uh, so, okay, so Midnight Pearl in chat says Angels in the Outfield. That's on my short list, actually. I love Angels the in the Outfield. The extended list. Um, Christopher Lloyd. It's great. Uh, Anything with Christopher Lloyd, Lloyd pretty much. Tony Danza. I forgot, I forgot he was in it. himself. <laughs> Um, but in this case, it's actually a more serious movie. Uh, it's, it's a biopic kind of thing, and it's 42. Which is the Jackie Robinson movie starring With Black Panther. Chadwick Boseman. Yes, yeah. B- before anybody really knew who he was, it was the first movie I ever saw him in. Uh, and when he was first cast as Black Panther, I actually didn't make the connection that that was the same person. Um, but yeah, so 42 is about Jackie Robinson, um, you know, the first African American to play in uh, the majors um, in uh, the MLB. And uh, it's an intense movie, it's a real movie. Chadwick is fantastic in it, like, just really good. Um, just across the board and it just it shows that time of history um parallels a little bit you know of um of the thoughts of remember the titans so you can kind of see a bit of a of a thread in in the movies that i tend to like um but this one was a little more focused on one character rather than a more general issue um and it just focused a lot on, on jackie robinson so really really good movie yeah i've never seen it definitely should it's very enjoyable i'm really surprised that he didn't get the oscar for that yeah 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 (laughs) you okay there you want to talk no no it's it's fine well if we got if we if it was today it might have gotten the most popular right man sweet yeah yeah chadwick's not happy about that category by the way he he does not he doesn't want black panther to be nominated in that category because he wants you know he wants a real oscar like come on it's still a real oscar i'm pretty sure if you win i mean it's it's the patronizing oscar is it's the mtv award but it's still an oscar no see the mtv awards are at least its own thing that they're giving out their awards for this is the this is the man we want to acknowledge that these Movies are making money, even though yeah. Here's the financially successful movies that we have no respect for. That's that's what that award is for. Anyway, so Forty Two, great movie. If you haven't seen it, Chadwick Boseman very early in his career, um, playing Jackie Robinson. It's awesome. Go for it. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring a movie in that probably nobody in chat has seen, and probably you guys haven't seen it. Maybe you have. Um, It's a basketball movie. Do you guys have any basketball movies on your list? Just one. One. You guys probably have the same movie I'm going to guess. Celtic Pride. I've heard of it, but I've never watched it. So this is a comedy from, like, I think the mid-90s, starring Daniel Stern and Dan Aykroyd and Damon Wayans. Okay. So, I mean, you've got three pretty... I mean, Daniel Stern, there's, you know, people could debate that, but, I mean, Damon Wayans and uh, and Dan Aykroyd You mean the star of Bushwhacked? He was in some other stuff, Home Alone, and you know, okay. no, I he has can't his own even. YouTube channel, okay? I can't even dog on Home Alone. Those movies are still great. <laughs> well, the first two. The basic premise of the movie <laughs> it was that they're huge Celtics fans, and uh, the Celtics are in whatever the basketball championships are. I'm not a sports guy. Sports ball, I don't understand it. But uh, uh, they are the, the Jazz. March Madness. Like, Maybe is, I don't or, know. They... Is that a thing? I, I don't, it, may, right. it might have so been Mar- February March Madness, Madness is college. Sure. Mar- March Madness is I college. I thought ball. the Celtics were a college team. I'm sorry. No, they're, they're NBA. I thought the NBA was only 
the Knicks, Clippers, Lakers, and no, that's it. That's all the, the Bulls. teams. The Bulls. 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 Anyway, <laughs> so they're in the, they're in March Madness, I guess. I don't really know. Uh, and, uh, the smalls. and the Utah Jazz comes to town, and it's gonna. They're, they're projecting it to be a really close game, and so Dan Aykroyd and Daniel Stern run into their star quarterback, whatever that is, for basketball. <laughs> this is I'm most, really just doing this, this to so mess with Derek. So Point guard, sure, whatever it is. Uh, and, I've never seen the movie, so Damon I'm not Wayans. sure what position you're talking about. I don't know about. what position he was in. But the star player, and uh, and get, try to get him drunk so that he th- so that he can't play in the game. But instead, they decide to kidnap him so that he can't play in the game. And it ends up being this ridiculous thing. They have him like in this tiny apartment, uh, you know, kept there, and they run into Larry Bird, which is their hero at one point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's 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 just a really random movie, but I watched it a lot as a, I had a basketball phase that uh, consisted of this movie. No, I was a huge <laughs> Shaq fan. Okay, this was around Kazam release. Sure, and, and uh, Steel, Steel. Yeah, yeah, it was a good one. Um, Shaq Fu for Super Nintendo, um, which was a real game. So that's the thing. No, the sequel, oh, okay. the sequel just came out. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, I should probably buy that. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I had a basketball phase. This happened in the basketball phase. I own Shaq Fu. It's upstairs. (laughs) I've actually watched Celtic Pride since then, and it actually was pretty funny. I don't think it did well at the time. Dan Aykroyd wasn't in a lot of bad movies. No, he was not. That's true. And yeah. he was, this was a starring role. Like, yeah. he wasn't a side character like he was in a lot of other movies. He, he so. was in maybe some movies that didn't, like, do well financially, but they weren't bad movies. Right. You know. And Daniel Stern I find pretty funny in yeah. general. So, yeah, it was a hit for me and uh, one I really enjoy and I would watch again no problem. So It's good to know. It's a fun cast. Yeah. Sounds Ray. really funny. All right, so last time I talked about Stick It, this time I'm going to talk about Whip It. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I... The dog? Yeah. Bop It! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's nice. we're talking about Whip It's. I got excited. Whip It is a roller derby film. And... Oh, now she can't pick any more roller derby films. <laughs> that's going to really limit her. I have a roller derby film <laughs> on my list, thank you very much. Oh, gosh. Did it's really? not what you guys is think it, it is. Ball, but, or whatever know. that was? Yeah. yeah With the guy yeah. from American Pie? Oh, God, there was a remake. Yeah. It? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so Whip It came out in 2009. It starred uh, Ellen Page and Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore actually directed it. Basically, it's about a young girl who is forced into beauty pageants, and she absolutely hates them. They're just not for her. She. This was around the time when they were... Uh, throwing at us the manic pixie dream girl and she definitely was that kind of stereotype at first and uh, so she quits pageants and she starts doing roller derby and uh, who's the actress Ellen Page. Ellen Page. Okay, yeah. sorry I missed that. When did this movie come out? I feel like it must be recent. Oh, right. 2009. 2009. Okay, I remember this. Sorry, now. I was paying attention to chat. Um, but yeah, okay, 2009 Ellen Page. I didn't, I've never heard of this movie, and really? I actually like Ellen Page, yeah. No, I remember hearing about it. I totally really forgot fun. about it. Isn't Drew Barrymore in it? Oh, God. Are you guys doing this with <laughs> me? Wait, was she a point guard? <laughs> this is really bothering me. No, okay, so I actually do know this movie. I, I do know this Rachel Rachel's having flashbacks. So. playing the head of the game is me. So, no, look, you guys keep saying that like I couldn't possibly know these movies. I've seen with it. Oh, I didn't, I've never <laughs> said you couldn't I possibly know these movies. At all. I said that I <laughs> I've never said any oh time during this podcast that you guys have never possibly seen these movies. I said you probably haven't. Oh my god. Anyway, so she's a point guard. <laughs> Derek, oh you're big. No, look at it. really fun movie. <laughs> Yeah, it was actually really, it was Trout really good. I liked it a lot. I do too. I do too. I need to get back into roller derby. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Go. It's <laughs> your turn. <laughs> so I'll get my roller derby movie out of the way as well, um, which Ryan is correct, is the original. No, no, no. It's the remake. Rollerball. It was a guy from American Pie. 1975 starring James Caan. Uh, for those who don't know, it's, it is actually a sci-fi film, so this is a science fiction sport, but 
Um, I added it on my list because I actually think it was really well done. The sport is the main focus of the film. Um, it's about it's the categories. I mean, if they made a ninety-minute Quidditch film, it would fit the category go. too. Uh, it's it's a dystopian future, right? You know, and uh, there's a sport called rollerball. It's basically a roller derby meets football kind of sport to the death. Uh, but it's not always to the death. That's no. the that's the people big just happen kind of, to die. Well, no, people do people get hurt and do die. But the climax of the film is that basically the government overlords for, like turn on the game like to the death type of situation. And James Caan, of course, you know, is like the last man standing type of situation. Is there a March Madness? What doesn't want to play along? So, uh, I never saw the remake. He's not into it. I never saw the remake. No, the remake looked terrible. But the original is actually quite good if you like that era of science fiction, uh, which people know I do. Um, yeah. Very interesting movie. 70s were fun science and fiction yeah, films. Doc Rev says I'm his hero by having Rollerball on my list, so thank you, Doc. Well, I don't want to be his hero, so I want to be his villain. My turn? Yeah, your turn. Okay, I haven't picked a football movie yet, so I'm going to pick a football movie. Yeah? The Replacements. Oh, that's a good movie. A good I love that. It's a good yeah. pick. I feel yeah. like it's kind of underrated. You don't hear it when you talk football movies. That's not one that comes up. But, I mean, you've got some big names in it. And well, uh, when you think football, you don't immediately think Keanu Reeves. No, but it works. But I love Keanu Reeves, and it's Or great. Orlando Jones, or um, John Favreau, or... Uh, I forget John Favreau's in it. Yeah. The guy with the nose that constantly bleeds. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of good actors in that movie. Um, and it's hilarious. Uh, you know, I could watch that movie anytime and have a good time. Uh, and it also has some good messages, you know. It's, I don't, I really like The Replacements. It was good. The The only other football movie I had on my list, I think, was Remember the Titans. Oh, no, there is one more, but I figure somebody will probably hit it. Um... So that that actor who played the uh, deaf man mm-hmm. did it so convincingly. I actually thought he was deaf, and I didn't realize he wasn't until I saw him play Roy on The Office years yeah. later. So that it was, was weird, really right? Confusing. Like, yeah. yeah, I loved oh. that movie. See, Roy always looked really familiar to me, but I couldn't place it. Now you know why. <laughs> I love that movie. I thought, you know, it's very similar to Cool Runnings. It was, it had the inspiration. It had the uh, comedy, of course. It had the really serious notes. Gene Hackman. It had some dance scenes. It, I yeah. Mean, yeah. I, it was just pretty incredible. Keanu Reeves, like, gets so much flack, but he can do, he has a much wider range than people give him well, credit I love for. Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I people, think... people, he has been kind of memed to death at this point, but I respect him very much as an actor. He's not a one-note. Back, you know, I think Bill and Ted kind of made everybody go, okay, well, this guy's what it is, so. I don't know. I, yeah, I, we're I think we're all great. Keanu Reeves fans yeah. Yeah. here, you know, and I mean... I'm not saying I've loved every movie he's done. Lake House has some issues, but in general, I love Keanu Reeves. He's a good his, guy. His work is great. He's a really good person. So yeah, you know, and the replacements is awesome. Yeah, I agree. So it's a good one. Okay, so originally I was going to use A League of Their Own as my baseball movie. However, I talked about it at length during our '90s episode. So mm-hmm. I just want you to know I love it. It's one of my favorite movies. Definitely in, like, the top 20, I think, and I could quote it all day. But I got to pick The Sandlot as my baseball film. Interesting. Because that that movie and Benny the Jet was responsible for my sexual awakening as a young girl. Yeah. Those boys were very cute. At least three of them were. Three of them were very cute. I thought you said no. David Bowie in the labyrinth oh, yeah. was your sexual awakening. Oh yeah, like you can have a full year. You're giving like, you're Jesus. giving some weird mixed messages no, in your movie choices on. for like, sexual awakenings. These were boys my own age at the time. Like that. David Bowie doesn't care about your age, <laughs> evident, as evidenced by that movie. This just turned dark. Well, okay, not David Bowie. Jared doesn't were, care about. We your were age. in very different places, I think, because for me, the most interesting thing about the Sandlot was that Darth Vader was in it. <laughs> so. James Earl Jones. Was in that film at the very end. God, that movie is just so good, though. You know, it's about friendship, and it's about baseball, and it's about courage, and 
you know, how problems as a kid seem monumental compared to, uh, you know, the solutions and things like that. So I loved The Sandlot. I can quote that movie backwards and forwards and inside out. And it's just, it's a lot of fun. I'm glad that it got the cult following that it did. I'm glad kids latched onto it. I'm glad my nieces love that movie just as much as I do. And yeah, they just released, I think, pop vinyls of yeah. some of the characters. Oh, did they? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Including the dog. Aw. Yeah. That's cute. So, yes, A League of Their Own is one of my favorites. Tom Hanks is a national treasure, but The Sandlot is the one I wanted to talk about because I haven't talked about it on the film yet. That's fair. Show, so That's fair. Um, okay, so next up for me. So I think I think I have to go with kind of a silly one at this point without doubling up on sports. I'm out of, I'm out of, I've only got one other sport to talk about, and that's basketball. Please do it. Space Jam. <laughs> I knew it. I knew exactly what it was going to be. When I said that you both probably had the same one, I knew that's what it was going to be. So, Space Jam is one of my favorite movies ever. Like, I was like 29 and bought the Blu-ray. Like, I love Space Jam. I had the soundtrack. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. It was great because it had like, it was like a basketball on the top of the soundtrack and everything. This and was before R. Kelly had peed on people. That's that's true. That's true. He was uh, still a good person, we think, maybe. <laughs> The movie is just, it's so silly. Michael Jordan is not a good actor, oh, but God, it's fine. He's so bad. <laughs> it's totally fine. And Bill Murray's in it, and Wayne Knight's in it, and a bunch of, like, really popular basketball players I had in the a era, crush like on Muggsy Bogues. Muggsy, yeah. Like, there's just a ton of, like, really good, like, players. Was it a sexual awakening? <laughs> we'll just add that to the list. The Monstars. Rachel needs to make a list of her sexual awakening movies. <laughs> well, sometimes Labyrinth, she, Sandlot, She naps and has to be woken back up. It's just... <laughs> Um, yeah, that's why I'm gonna go watch all three of those right after yeah. this. Uh, yeah, Danny DeVito is is in it um, as the voice oh, yeah. of the leader of the Monstars. Um, Bill Murray's in it. I said that. Oh, did you? I did. I was uh, trying to think of somebody you haven't said. Charles Barkley's in it. Said yeah. that. <laughs> Patrick Ewing. There Patrick Ewing is in yeah. it. That tall white guy, no one remembers. Larry Bird. <laughs> no, Larry Bird is in he's, it, but that's not who though. I was talking. I was gonna say, why would you say that about Larry Bird? <laughs> no, the one who is the inspiration for the tall blue guy. Oh, okay. right. Not uh, tall white guy. Yeah. I don't know who. But uh, no, it's it's a fun movie. The animation is actually really sharp and and enjoyable, and the plot is just really humorous and silly. And um, yeah, and I think Loba Bunny. If Reddit is to be oh believed, it was a sexual awakening for a lot of men. Not me. Lola, Lola's hot. Derek, Derek's in that camp. Camp Lola. I'm just saying, if I was Bugs, it seems like an easy decision. Okay. Derek's a furry, we just learned. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but we didn't know that about Derek. I mean, I could have guessed. Could like, he? yeah. He is hairy. <laughs> All right, Ryan, what's your next one? Oh, gosh. Uh, Where do we go from there? Um, I mean, do you have movies about animals and cartoons and furries and, like, Caddyshack? (laughs) (laughs) Which was on my list, but I think I'm going to go for a different comedy about a different sport. Bowling. Oh, my gosh. This could go so many different ways. Kingpin. Yes! Okay. Not where you thought I was going, Derek, but no. I actually didn't know where you were going. I don't really know that many bowling movies. Well, <laughs> when I was researching this, Big Lebowski popped up as a sports film, and I was like, no, 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 no. Like, That's where I thought he was wondering, thinking I was going to go. No. Kingpin's the lead hilarious. game, Smokey. Yeah. It's a lead Kingpin, game. if you aren't familiar, has Bill Murray, Woody Harrelson, uh, Randy Quaid. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's, that's all notable. the cast, I uh, but, but, I mean, they're all, you know, good. I am a walrus. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to quote the Big Lebowski for a little while. Okay. That was Bill Murray's face of I'm only going to play assholes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But it was great, right? Because <laughs> like, he was still so funny. I mean, they're all three, you know, heavyweight, you mm-hmm. know, good comedy actors. Um, but it, it's just a hilarious movie. Um, if you haven't seen it, Woody Harrelson plays somebody who's a professional bowler and tries to uh, shark some guys on a bowling game and... To pay when they found out that he was a professional bowler sharking him, they took him and shoved his arm into one of those things that regurgitates the uh, bowling ball, and it chopped his hand, hand off. So yeah. he the ball return, bowling. yeah, ball return. 
uh, I, I just like, like her... ball regurgitator. Yeah, ball regurgitator is what it should be called. Uh, so you can imagine a bowler that gets his hand chopped off by a by a ball regurgitator. Uh, you know, that has some comedy to it. And it was because of Bill Murray's character that that happened because he was the convinced the one that convinced him to shark, to shark people. people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just a really fun. You don't. I mean, there's no other bowling movies on this list, on anybody's list. I don't think so. No. Figured I'd hit that sport up. Um, you know. It's a great movie. It takes place in the seventies. Uh, you know, so you get all the seventies fashion. It's a Mennonite. Yeah, Randy Quaid before he went crazy. Well, he might have been crazy then, but he yeah, hadn't like know. gone off the grid and like done all the crazy stuff that he's done these days. But yeah, um, yeah, this was round as uh, National Lampoon movies, I think. So mm-hmm. yes, yeah. good movie. Derek, have you seen it? No. I wow. Know. It was so- that's so funny. Right. Your list is filling out with movies you need to watch. I know. All right. This goes out to you, Midnight Pearl. Mighty Ducks. Quack. 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 So out of the entire franchise, uh, number two is my favorite. I think number three is my least favorite, with number one being like in the middle, you know? Two's fantastic. Two is so good. Bringing in the uh, other... Olympian, the young Olympians were they were good additions to the cast. Uh, <laughs> the uniform change in the middle of the final game is so ridiculous. And there's no rule against it, so we'll allow it. Like, really, uh, you will. Oh man, yeah, it's so good. It's ridiculous. Like I, I, I was reading an article that analyzes Mighty Ducks too. And it makes no sense at all. <laughs> But I love that movie. So, uh, the reason why I love this one is because so many actors that I know and love now are in that one. You know, uh, Keenan Thompson That's right. is in that. and Elvin Foggy. Foggy. From, uh, he, well, he was in the first one. He's the Bash brother. Yeah. And Aaron Lore, who went on to do so much stuff on stage, is the other Bash brother. And, like, it, it's so much fun. God, the Mighty Ducks is so great. I feel like... If you were a child in the 90s and you didn't watch Mighty Ducks, like, you're probably a serial killer now, right? I think, I think harsh. that movie might have introduced Emilio Estevez to 90s kids, too. Absolutely. Because, I mean, before that, I mean, he had some other movies, but Breakfast Club was, I think, the I mean, only was, really notable one. Was he was it? the Brat Pack. He was yeah. with Outsiders and... Um, a couple other like sleazy eighties films and stuff. But that's like what that. I like, really Young know from oh, really? Ducks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think yeah. for for a generation that was what introduced uh, Emilio Estevez. And then you find out that he's Charlie Sheen's brother, and like your whole world comes crashing yeah. down. <laughs> you don't know which way is up, which way is down. Everything is. And you know, slowly over the years, it's been proven to be a very good decision to not use the same name as his brother. You know? Yeah, smart move, Emilio. <laughs> yeah, that really paid off a few years ago. Uh, no, I love Mighty Ducks, and, and the second one's my favorite of them as well. Yeah. So it's. They're really fun. I'm going to go binge watch the whole series because, you know, that that was the trilogy when I was a kid. <laughs> like, um, that was your trilogy? That was my trilogy. Indiana Jones, Star Wars, The Mighty Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> it's up there, man. Movies right. that revolutionized me. Do you guys want? Do you guys have any uh, honorable mentions that were on your list? I did. So I loved baseball movies as a kid. Are we done with our list? Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Okay. Like yeah. I, I watched uh, Major League a lot. Probably shouldn't have. That was a very adult movie. And uh, Rookie of the Year. Oh yeah, yeah. Rookie I of the Year. Love that movie. It's a good one. Gary Busey's finest role. <laughs> I disagree. Black Sheep. <laughs> so maniacal in that stuff. Any other? No, that was it. Those were my other ones. Ryan? I had a whole list. Of course you did. Happy Gilmore, uh, Bring It On, Dodgeball was great. Dodgeball Uh, was pretty good. Caddyshack, Rudy. Rudy's Rudy's on mine. Jerry Maguire. Rudy, just to talk about for a moment, is Sean Astin. Mm-hmm. And uh, he—it's uh, a true, based on a true story. Yeah. Really, really good emotional film, football movie. Absolutely. About Notre Dame. So. Yeah, I mean, I had to pick the replacements over it. Um, Jerry Maguire, uh, Shaolin Soccer. Shaolin Soccer. Creed. So good. Because I knew Derek yeah. was going to bring up Rocky, but Ooh, Creed's whatever. great. Days of Thunder, uh, which is a NASCAR movie. Tom Cruise. Yep, that's a good one. Uh, run, Fat Boy, Run. 
Yeah, that one was I good. I mean, it's about a marathon, so I didn't put that on my top five because it's kind of, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, Bloodsport and Kickboxer. And then my most honorable mention, a movie starring Terry Crews, Christopher Walken, James Hong, Aisha Tyler, bombed at the box office, if you can believe that. Oh, my God. Balls of it's Fury. Oh, oh, I knew you were going to say that. It bombed because it looked Awful. It was bad. It was pretty funny. <laughs> I never saw it. I, I saw it I in theaters. It. <laughs> no shame. This was before Terry Crews was like a household name. It also had the dude from Reno 911, Dangle. <laughs> Deputy Dangle was in it. Okay. Right. I mean, it had some names, some name power in there. Yeah. Going back and watching it, you're like, what are all these people doing? Like, what are? The, why are they in this? Jacob. European last name is in that one. Uh, he's the big guy. Well, now he's the main in the character. Fantastic Beasts. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was also in uh, that Star Wars. What was the Star Wars movie? Oh, the, Fanboys. Fanboys, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. That one was also kind of a bad film. I actually like Wait, that's that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Time has really gone by, huh? Um, so uh, I had Rudy. Kowalski. Sorry. Kowalski, yeah. I had Rudy on my list, as I mentioned. I had I did have Angels in the Outfield, which is one of my, my personal favorites. Um, uh, I also had Field of Dreams and Ali, which is the Will Smith biopic about Muhammad Ali, yes. which is phenomenal. Didn't that get him the Oscar? He was nominated. Oh, okay. He didn't win. Yeah, That's I, too I, bad. He didn't win. Um, but that I'm not saying it's necessarily his best role, but it's very, very good. So... Yeah. Great films, guys. Yeah, so that's it. That was a no. lot of fun. Your question. It's time to How dare answer. you try and weasel out of that, Derek? What was the question? <laughs> What's your favorite film that oh, right. features a dinosaur that isn't Jurassic Park? Right, right, right. Um, real quick in chat, uh, does Cannonball Run count as a sports movie? Based on some of the stuff on our list, I'd have to say yes. Does The Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger count as a sports movie? Yes. Fucking hey, I should have had that on my list. Dinosaurs, guys. Okay. Ryan? I get to go first? Sure. Uh, I'm going to say Kung Fury. You That's never... your favorite movie with a dinosaur yes. in it? If you've never seen it, it is a beautiful 80s tribute. There's dinosaurs. There's velociraptors with machine guns mounted on them. There's a main character named Triceracop who literally only shoots people in the dick. Uh, it, it's a wonder of fake 80s cinema. All right, so uh, I have so does it does it have to be a uh, like a real dinosaur or something that's kind of a dinosaur? Like, so I'll tell you why. So my pick was going to be Toy Story three, but I don't know if that does not Rex count. counts oh, as a dinosaur. So no, okay. Then the Land Before Time. Those aren't really they're animated, Derek. I'm just kidding. Kung Fury, dude. <laughs> no, the Land Before I Time. I went like on. The Plains Dinosaurs. Yeah. Like, like real, real dinosaur footage, Derek. <laughs> uh, no, uh, The Land Before Time. I think the movie holds up really well. Uh, the animation is really cool. It's a uh, Bluth film, right? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a beautifully animated movie. The characters are really I fun. I didn't realize how short it was. It's only 65 minutes long. It is short, but it's okay because they've made like 14 of them. That's so, true. <laughs> um, That's very true. second one's actually really good. They meet a, a baby T-Rex yeah. and all that. That's um, adorable. But the first one's it's super sad. It's really emotional. It's really stuff. sad. We find out what happened to the people that were the voice actors. Well, Ducky. Yeah, Ducky. Just Ducky. one of them. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, Land Before Time. That's mine. What about you? Oh. Oh, yeah, you didn't have to answer <laughs> no, your own question. You don't have to? Okay. Like, well, I bought Jurassic your Park 2. Nope, that doesn't count. <laughs> oh, Jurassic Park 2. <laughs> no, I didn't think about this. I was going to pick one. Wow. Like, she just wanted to put us on the spot. It's hurtful. The, the the dinosaur skeleton from a night at the museum. There you go. Oh, that was cute. <laughs> oh, God. I liked the animation. I thought it was fun. Well, the I see that, Ice like, Age movies up there. Are those on your list? No. Okay. Those Derek will likes those. never, ever no. be on my list of so, any Derek list. has Blu-rays have... of two different Ice Age movies. Actually, no. One's a DVD. Um, I, the, so I have both in blue packages. Because of the sleeve. It's a blue movie. Like, the artwork is blue. Um, I have Ice Age The Meltdown because I was in college and wanted to watch a movie I hadn't seen, and so I just picked a movie at Walmart, bought it, and watched it, 
And then I don't remember how I ended up with Dawn of the Dinosaurs. No idea. I've never seen it. <laughs> so... <laughs> I don't know. Mine would probably end up being Land Before Time, too. I watched... That was my first film in theaters, and... Yeah, it'd probably be that. But I really also enjoyed We're Back Now with Whoopi Goldberg and the animation, dinosaurs. Uh, it's cute. That yeah. sounds really familiar. Yeah, that's a cute one. That's a cute it one. It was a cute movie. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, anything else, guys? No. No, that's it. So uh, what are we doing next week? I don't like the schedule. Do you want me to do that? <laughs> Well, like, we'll just stall here for a moment. Uh, so next week we're going to be talking... Oh, it's another uh, Fill Our Holes retro review. Oh, yeah, that's yours. So Did you finally choose it's, your movie? It's going to be... Uh, yeah, so we're, we are going to go with a classic. I've decided to change mine up. Originally we mentioned it was going to be The Last Starfighter, but I decided to pick something a little more serious and significant. No offense to Last Starfighter fans. Um, but I am going with the original The Time Machine. Okay. Have either of you ever seen it? I know Ray has not. I have not. No. No. Okay. I feel good about this then. The original Time Machine based on H.G. Wells' novel. Um, it, uh, not the remake that happened in like 2002. I might accidentally watch that one. Or instead. whatever. Well, then you can borrow it. I have two versions of the original. Um, one of my favorite movies. So that's what we'll be watching for next week's episode. So if you've never seen The Time Machine, please... Uh, Feel free to watch it so you can talk with us in chat here at twitch.tv slash heroes podcasts. You can join us live Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central. Uh, you can find us at Heroes Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, heroespodcasts.com. They can find you two somewhere special this weekend. Yeah, we're both going to be at Wizard World Tulsa. So if you are in Tulsa whatsoever, stop by, say hi. I'm doing a posing and photography panel workshop uh, a couple other panels we're gonna redo an episode of screen heroes for funsies where we go through and have the uh, mcu bracketed so if you that's news to me folks so <laughs> enjoy the we're doing finest two... episode that's ever hit we're doing two uh, two hpn panels we're doing that screen heroes and then we're gonna do an ultimate star trek crew of red shirts and runabouts so that'll be happening. I'll be moderating a few celebrity panels as well, which is cool. Derek also will give free hugs if you come up and say that you love the HPN. He will give you a free hug. He will pin a button. And to I'll your give chest. you a button. I won't pin the button on you, but I will give you the button. I will wherever you like him to pin it. I will give you the while button. hugging you. And then he'll pin you. Wow. Didn't. Anyway, yeah, so we'll be at Wizard World Tulsa this weekend doing lots of fun stuff. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, and then next week we'll talk about The Time Machine. Should be fun. All right. Uh, Ryan is at Buster Props. Mm -hmm. Ray is at Siren Ray. I am at The Star Trek Dude. Thank you for joining us. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.